Welcome to episode 126 of the Everlasting Essences podcast. My name is Lindsay Lestro and I am the host of this podcast and tonight I'm going to talk to you about a little bit about ego, a little bit about um, perspective and um, a little bit of like 12-step recovery and there's a reason why for this. I was listening to my um, my one of my mentors in network marketing's podcast today and she was talking about ego from a Ryan Holiday book and one of the parts that she was mentioning actually included Bill W from um, who co-wrote Alcoholics Anonymous which is the um, the the book that people still use today it was written in the 1930s to help people get clean and sober back then and it was um, mentioned in this um, ego book by Ryan Holiday. I have it written down somewhere. I have no notes, but I just really wanted to jump into this and talk about this real quick. Um, cause it really, it really resonated with me today. And I think, I think on some level it's probably going to resonate with you. Maybe, um, if you're in alignment with me at all, it'll probably resonate with you too. Um, but what was really cool and I'm actually pulling up, um, a post I did today about this, um, how, Sorry, I'm reading my I'm reading my post. I had I have it up on Facebook. Ego is a funny thing. We all have one, but it's truly our own inner worst enemy. We have all have gifts to share with the world. We have knowledge of our experience to share, but we also have limiting beliefs in our egos that tell us a different story. You know, it makes us it tells us a different story. Um, and for me, what I find very interesting and now please go with me on this thought process because this is part of my journey. This is part of my recovery. This is my mental health journey in general is it's taken me a very long time to get to this point. <clears throat> and it's pretty simple, but it's very difficult to do on a regular basis, which is whenever there's a situation where it's between me and another individual, there's two parts to the story. And for me, usually the best course of action when there is conflict is to remove myself from the situation in general. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like me completely removing myself from the situation because when I do that, it actually causes it so I can sit down with my own thoughts to be able to resolve the situation. Other people don't like that and take it as you're being a bitch and um, self-centered and when in all reality that's the best thing to do to not cause any more damage to myself or to the other person who's involved and that's like a very interesting type of ego perspective type thing and it really came up in this situation and this can be applied to so many different things and this is my biggest growth po point for 2020 and I hope everybody can hear this um, very clearly because it is not easy to do. Okay? This is not an easy thing to do. It is probably the most difficult thing in my experience, the most difficult thing I've seen in myself and with others. When there is conflict, whenever there is um, something happening, I always do my very, very best to seek to understand. And once I can understand where the other person is coming from, I can either allow that behavior to continue, whether it's my own behavior or their own behavior. And if it's their own behavior, I set clear boundaries. If it's my own, my own behavior, 
then I need to do something to change and have the willingness to change, to break generational curses, to do an inventory, to look inside myself and really truly see what is going on. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is not just a reminder for myself, but in general, I have noticed that it is a very important thing to do this. Okay. Here's why. Relationships can be broken and very confused when my mental health is not in check. However, if it comes to a point that the other party is so toxic and there is clear evidence of toxicity, then yes, I will break it off. But I also need to make sure I can hear from the other side. Now, I will tell you that usually this works out in resolution that's beneficial for both sides. But last year in particular, I had so many interesting conversations that were so toxic that I was gaslit. And that's where the trickiness comes into play, okay? Because now I'm talking about real toxicity and not make-believe. Like, I'm talking about toxicity to a level of, like, people drive themselves insane because, for me, I was told that... I was crazy because of my mental health. I'm the one who's in charge of other people's mental health. And how dare I, how dare I have the audacity to say enough is enough with the toxicity. Enough is enough with the anger. Enough is enough with all of the bullshit. Now, with that being said, on my, I can't take that traumatic 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 events actually I was actually very triggered recently like with my hardcore um, childhood sexual trauma I mean it was really bad like this week has been one of those weeks where I am just constantly pulling and healing and, and being quote-unquote I hate the word triggered but that's really what it is where I'm being constantly reminded like it's just one of those weeks and it sucks but here's the thing I, as an individual, need to recognize my trauma, and I do. Like, I, it, was, it was such, it was really big growth. I'm going to say this for me. It was really big growth when I was extremely, like, I could not stand a person who was training. Just couldn't stand what she was saying. Could Just the sound of her voice, the whole thing. I was like, I can't stand this. I went into this like spiral. Okay. This person and I have never had an a individual conversation. Never spoken to her. She probably, she may know who I am, but like probably doesn't, which is fine. But she's never done anything to me. So why am I having such visceral, like internal emotional response to something that she is saying? Right? Why does it matter? Of why she's saying what she's saying is because I'm I'm acting out of trauma. So moving forward, because I have so much trauma in my past, and as I'm growing and recognizing and truly healing, like a lot of 
the healing process is saying, yes, this actually happened and owning it. And I'm choosing to not act out in that trauma today. And here's how I'm trying not to act out of that trauma today. For example, this individual, I sat and just listened and focused in on what's one thing that my God wants me to hear from this woman's voice because I wouldn't be present for this unless I needed to hear something. You feel me on that? I hope you are. And it's and, and I have a choice too to get up and walk away. That's why I always make sure I I prefer to drive places. If you drive me somewhere, you're pretty special. If I give you that much power that I can't escape on my own. Cuz it's it's a it's a coping skill of trauma. If I need to get out of a situation, I have the ability to get up and get out of the situation. So, I guess this is this is like me explaining to you because I've seen it recently. If you've got past trauma, which we all do, whether it's big T or little T, which is a whole nother conversation for another day. But regardless, everybody's got trauma. If you are alive in 2020 and you remember it, so I'm I'm sure this podcast is going to long outlive me. If you were alive during the year of 2020 and you remember it, you have lived through a traumatic event. If you were around for 9-11, that's a traumatic event. Um, and that's just on like a nation global wide, but even like personal traumas, personal hate, like internal stuff too happens. The reason why I say that is be mindful because you might never know why you do the things you do, but I almost can guarantee you, you do them because you're acting out of trauma. It's a defense mechanism. We have fight, flight, freeze, or, um, I forgot the other one, but it's fight, flight, or freeze. These are trauma responses. And I think there's so much lack of education and normalization and stigma around mental health that there's not enough education around it of it's okay to have trauma. It's okay. And like I'm I'm on a weird side of TikTok where it's like, the saying of like, it's going to make you stronger is not helpful. Or, you know, it's it's really fun. If you ever get into the self-care or self-love side of TikTok and mental health side of TikTok, it's pretty cool. But like, it's okay to have trauma. And the reason why I say that is like so much of my, my audience and my followers do. You resonate with me on some level. But I can tell you right now, I don't stand for not working through it. I don't stand for not making clear boundaries, but I also don't stand for doing things out of trauma without even realizing it and bulldozing and blazing through everything and everyone in your path without even realizing it. And everybody's on their own journeys. But for me, as a woman in recovery... As a woman who has bipolar disorder, who has depression, anxiety, OCD, ADHD, all those wonderful whatever things of diagnoses that you could have 
I do have a lot of them. I'm going to tell you this. I have chosen, and I challenge you to also, to maybe, if you've heard, if you've, if you're at this point in this episode, this is definitely for you. I would sit down and journal about how your trauma has affected your relationships today, your businesses today, your work. Have you lost friends over your trauma because you acted out in trauma? And really journal about it and think about it. Do you just cut people off and not give them a chance to show their side of it because you're just convinced that everybody is the same way without even realizing it? But on the flip side, if somebody's really toxic to you, and I mean really toxic, I'm thinking of one particular conversation I had in October that nearly broke me of being blamed for something that is not even in my control. And in the same breath, I don't know, I was, uh, it was bad. It was bad, I'm not going to go there, but it was bad. I hate people who take mental health as a weapon in your argument. How dare you? And I try to keep it very clean on this podcast, but that is a fuck you statement. You do that, please unsubscribe to me. I don't even want to have contact with you if you think that is an okay thing to do. How dare you? Not a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, this is where I'm at. I'm in this space of like, I don't know. A lot has come up trauma-wise. Like I'm so like triggered and overwhelmed right now that I'm really going to like disconnect from social media. I'm going to take the time of quietness. It's so quiet in my house right now. I'm so excited. And take a break. Because it's come up as I'm talking because I felt like I needed to talk to you guys about it. And now I'm like rambling, which is okay. But it shows that I have so much more healing to do. So much more growth to do. And I uh, I really do appreciate that today. So I love and appreciate each and every one of you for listening. If you could, don't forget to subscribe and follow. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll get notified when I upload. Um, don't forget, over on Apple Podcasts, we're doing the cash giveaway. Once we hit 25 five-star reviews, I'm going to be giving away car of $50 cash. Venmo, whichever way you guys want to PayPal. I will send you. It could be a gift card. I don't care. <laughs> I will send you 50 bucks. And then um, go ahead and screenshot this. Head over to your Instagram stories. Put this in your Instagram stories. Tell me what your biggest takeaway is. Tag me in it. Tag two friends. Let, let me know what your biggest takeaways are. I really love reading what your biggest takeaways are. And um, I just love and, and sharing them into my stories. So just love and appreciate each and every one of you. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.